What a few months we've had. I can't ignore that most of the world has been stuck inside, while bars and restaurants have had to close because of the coronavirus. Since all bars and restaurants were closed, I know I've had to make myself a cocktail or two, or many. Thank goodness I've had advice from the world's best, the Lush Life family. I'm Susan Schwartz, your drinking companion, and this is Lush Life Podcast. Every week, we are inspired to live life one cocktail at a time by everyone in this industry. Since lockdown began, I've been asking my guests what their advice for the home bartender would be. For today's program, I've compiled them all into one episode to send you off on your own while Lush Life takes a short break for the rest of the summer. I'll still be hard at work transcribing the past episodes and bringing you loads more recipes and so much more. To keep up to date with everything, you can sign up to my weekly newsletter at alushlifemanual.com. We're building today's episode, starting with a shot of Dennis Brochi, the manager of all the bars at Claridge's Hotel in London. Yes, for me, I think it's keep it simple. Uh, don't overcomplicate anything and don't forget that the guest that you're hosting, hopefully, or uh, <laughs> that you're hosting, it's there to enjoy the evening. It's not there just to have a drink. Next, we're adding 50 mils of Rebecca Dooley, who launched Discard the Zine, a new drinks industry magazine, and an overall design guru. My tips would be always have ice, always have fresh lime, fresh citrus, and always have soda, and live with bartenders. Time to add four dashes of Daniel Jones, global brand ambassador for the House of Angostura. Tip number one, invest in good tools. You know, I always feel like as a bartender, we we see bartenders out there and we think, well, it's easy, I could do that. If you have the right tools, it will be easy. Today is different. I mean, I could... I could go learn to do anything on YouTube right now. So there are a few good videos that can really guide you. Invest in a few good tools. And like there are five main tools, I would say. Get a cobbler shaker, which is a three-piece shaker. That's the easiest shaker to for a home bartender. You get a strainer, which is a julep strainer. Um, if you're getting the cobbler shaker, julep strainer, a mixing glass. The julep strainer is for the mixing glass. So you can stir your cocktail and strain it. And then um, I would say a mixing spoon, a good spoon to mix to stir the cocktails, uh, and a muddler. A muddler will be a nice option if you want to have uh, if you want to do some nice classic mojitos. So having those tools makes you feel like you can really deliver the job. Now, yes, of course, we all been through a lockdown phase, so we've been back to the basics using mason jars and stuff like that. But I can guarantee you. The quality of your daiquiri will never be the same when you have the right tools. The next um, on the list I would say would be invest in good quality spirits. If you're a home bartender, people have this, uh, people who are not into cocktails, they think that a cocktail is like a sangria. You know, the birth of sangria started with bad wine and you throw a bunch of fruits in there to preserve it. But no, uh, sangria is good. I love good sangrias. But a cocktail, requires good quality spirits. If you want a good cocktail, you need a good quality spirit. And a great example of that is a classic dry martini. You can test a bartender by asking for a classic dry martini. You know, of course, you know, if a bartender suggests vodka, it's optional. Vodka is a thing today, but uh, if you want a classic, you have to go 
with a gin. And then the quality of the gin, the type of gin you choose is a factor. The type of vermouth you choose is a factor. The type of ice you use is a factor. So you want to make sure that you have good quality spirits. So invest in the basics like rum, vodka, tequila, and vermouth. And I, once you have those, you can you can experiment with other stuff. You know, if you come to a seminar of Angostura with myself, I can show you what type of rums to get. But um, those are some main spirits to get: rum, vodka, tequila. And you don't have to go flavored stuff. You can just get the plain stuff. Then eventually advance from there. The next um, on the list, the third item I would say would be ice. Your quality of your ice makes a big difference. Imagine you're spending all this money on good spirits, and then you throw wet, bad ice into your cocktail, or ice that's tasting like chlorine. Like it's it's going to ruin that spirit. It's going to ruin the, your the ice makes up for twenty percent of the cocktail. So you want to ensure that the quality of the ice is good mineral or distilled water. So my advice would be have a selection. So I love to do ice in my fridge. If you're home, get a silicone pan, right? a baking pan, anything. You don't go buy anything. It's already there. If you bake bread, if you have a plastic Tupperware, you can use that. But get spring water, distilled water, and you pour it in and you put it in the fridge. And that's it. The taste of the ice, cover it. Now, when the ice is frozen, you get your bread knife or serrated knife. You carve a little edge, tap it. You cut some nice blocks and you put it in Ziploc bags and put it back in the freezer. And whenever you pull out your bad boy, you get a good glass, you drop one of those nice blocks inside there, and you can sip premium spirits with that ice. Or you can make great cocktails with that ice. So those are three um, main factors for the home bartender. I'm going to say one more. All right. One more that's going to take you to that edge. If, so if you're a home bartender who wants to be the advanced bartender, who wants to be the, 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 the highlight of the party, all right, who wants to make everyone feel sexy at the end of the night, this is what you need to do. You need to be able to use fresh ingredients, fresh lime juice, fresh citrus. If you can make it fresh citrus, it's going to be delicious. And also, once you have exploring with fruits, if you can garnish now, remember, it's all about how it looks. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's how it looks, all right? Guys and girls, we know this. It's about how it looks. So when you, when you can garnish a drink, all right, because we, we are attracted to the drink by the way it looks before we even taste. And this is why Instagram is such a big thing when it comes to cocktails and food. Uh, so make sure that you know how to do a few garnishes, like twisting a peel. You don't have to do a big salad on a drink, no. You can just know how to twist the peel and make it look good. And I think you're going to be the star of the party. Next, pour in a measure of Jack Zoti, senior Tanqueray gin and world-class ambassador at Diageo. Okay. All right. Um, so the first one would be trust your palate. And it sounds really silly, but since I've been doing all of these Instagram live cocktail classes and whatnot, people, home amateur mixologists love recipes and i'm always really kind of flippant and i'm like oh you know this is the recipe but you know if, if you want it a bit sweeter just put a bit more sugar syrup in it and so well which one is it you know and so follow the recipe by all means but trust your palate taste your drink and feel free to change it you know tweak the acidity tweak the balance there is no right specific recipe it's all down to your personal preference you know, I've learned that the hard way. You know, I make a lot of drinks for my palate and my mother-in-law, who keeps coming over to drink them, really doesn't like them um, because she's got a sweet tooth. 
And you'd do it in the bar, wouldn't you? The bartender asks you what you want, asks your preference, and a good bartender will always, without you knowing it, tweak it to your taste. And so you should do the same. And what's your second one? That's the first one. Yeah. So the second one is ice. You know, ice is the most underrated ingredient in cocktails and the cheapest thing for you to produce. If you want to make good cocktails and you're worrying about what to buy, I know on your blog you've got some amazing links to some really cool um, places to get all the right equipment and some really good products. But the one thing that's not going to cost them anything is to just care about the ice they're putting into their drinks. And so general rule of thumbs are more ice the better. Fit in as much ice into that drink as possible. Don't buy party ice because it's um, quite small cubes and it melts really quickly. Make sure you haven't got any stinky takeaways in your freezer or leftovers because um, it will quickly scent the ice. Ice is really porous, so kind of have like fresh ice, don't have it sitting in there. But um, I guess the best advice would be if you just want to do something really simple you haven't got to think about, buy deep, thick ice cube trays and just have like, you know, big, big blocks because it's going to be the, the kind of highest quality. And then use filtered water in your ice instead of tap water if you live in London especially. If you live in Scotland, you know, Scottish tap water is pretty pretty lovely. But, um, yeah, you just want to make sure you've got pure water because it's going to make up a third of your drink ultimately. So it's very important. Now we need a twist of Sasha Filimonov, Hendrix Gin UK brand ambassador. Needless to say, her sip is very gin-centric. My top suggestion, and I think it's a really simple one, is to put a bottle of gin in the freezer as well as two glasses because that means that when you need an emergency martini, you're about 30 seconds away from one. It's absolutely brilliant. You can pre-dilute it a little bit if you want, not too much, otherwise it'll freeze and put you know a little vermouth in there. Or just freeze the gin and if you like your martinis very, very naked like I do, you could do a little vermouth rinse on your frozen glass or a little vermouth spritz and then away you go. Now I drink my martinis out of a teeny martini glass so it's a pretty responsible measure, I'd say. <laughs> now we have to add a few Greek spirits. First up is Vasilis Karitsis, owner of the Clumsy's Bar in Athens. Yeah, I think for me, the, the top tips is that you can use any tools that you can have in your house. It's nice to use a spoon or it's good to use your knives instead of, if you want to steer a cocktail. You, know, it's, it's, you don't have to search for a special tools that say in your house. At the same time, uh, you can do more built cocktails and keep the flavor and the consistency on them. It's very important because it's more easy to make built cocktails instead of making second cocktails in your house. And at the same time, bring your friends the right number of uh, quarantine and try to keep your positive vibes because that's very important even if you are in, in your house or in your bar. Got a little, a little Grecian hospitality. Exactly. Greek hospitality. It's very important, everywhere. And the second Greek spirit is Johnny Lavanos, founder of Stray Dog Wild Gin. I have a few tips. One tip I like to give is don't be afraid to make your own simple syrup. 
simple syrup is one of the easiest things to make. It's literally just sugar and water. And you can flavor it with a lot of different things. Like I love at the restaurants, I like to make cinnamon simple syrup where you basically add one cup of water, one cup of sugar, throw in a piece of a cinnamon bark or maybe a teaspoon of, of cinnamon, let it boil for maybe five minutes, and then you have an awesome cinnamon-flavored syrup that you could add to your old fashions. You could add it to other different types of cocktails. And you could basically do that with any type of spice or even herbs. So like you could make – I like making you know Earl Grey syrup. You could basically make tea, add a cup of sugar, and now you have an Earl Grey simple syrup. And as a home bartender who likes to experiment – just making a simple syrup is a very inexpensive way and easy way to just completely take your cocktails to that restaurant or bar quality. Also, at the restaurants, we like to do our own infusions. And infusing is also a very easy thing to do. So maybe to experiment with, again, the different herbs you have. And it works really well with any kind of alcohol. But I like to try it with vodka or gin. You know, take some tea or take a spice like cardamom. Let it sit for overnight and let it see how it tastes the next day. And then you could go and take your cocktails to the next level. And even if you're just doing classic cocktails, like if you like to make margaritas at home, if you have your own chili-infused tequila, that's the best way to make a delicious spicy margarita without having to muddle peppers. Or if you really like to make gimlets, for example, you could take your either your tea-infused simple syrup or your gin-infused with an herb, and now you have a whole new cocktail that is a restaurant bar quality. So I like to experiment with those two things. And then it's also good to invest in a nice quality shaker and a jigger. Always jigger. Always measure your, your, your ingredients because that's the only way you're going to get it to taste exactly like the recipe's meant for. You know, cocktails is all about balance, balancing bitterness, sweetness, acidity, and alcohol. And unless you're measuring your ingredients, you're probably not going to be balanced. It takes a lot of practice to be able to eyeball things. And even the most professional advanced bartenders can't do it that well. So, you know, just invest in a little jigger. Cost you 10, 15 bucks and you'll have perfectly measured drinks. Now, if you're a true professional, you'll want to add in a drop of Elliot Ball, co-owner of the cocktail training company, Murder Inc. and a slew of other bars. Well, you know, bartending at home is in many ways just as important as what you do at work. It's a little bit like, you know, your, your gym versus your actual game that you want to be competitive in. Home is such a good opportunity to get on top of so many things, to stay on top of like your pores, your practices, those ligaments in your wrist tend to get a little bit, a little bit stiff if you don't use them. Uh, but also take the opportunity to read, to, you know, just, just stay active in it. Otherwise, we're all going to have to go back to doing 60 hours a week, having sat down on our asses for the last three months, which will be really bad. And finally, to top it off, we have Lauren Mote, the Diageo Reserve and world-class global cocktailian and co-founder of Bittered Sling. You know, I think rather than a place, it's actually a feeling. There is something about just being with people that is actually more important than the place and, and what you're drinking. The social aspect of food and beverage and breaking bread together and spending time together is the most important thing. And so I think wherever those people are, that's where I want to be. And I'll probably be drinking a Don Julio margarita with that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but, but I, I think it's, uh, I think it's more important now than ever that we, we fundamentally understand that hospitality has multiple branches and food and beverage are one of the branches from that discipline. And that, being with people and investing in bars and bartenders and businesses and the planet, like it, it, all of these things together is what makes the richer experience. And, you know, I can't wait to go to Italy. 
to be honest. I can't wait to go back to Mexico. I can't wait uh, to go back to a lot of the places where I have, you know, my fondest memories, but I'll go wherever the people are, wherever they're happy. I know I've got, you know, thousands of bar stools waiting for me around the world whenever that day comes. I love that answer. That's a good answer. (laughs) Now you have the specifications to create a great cocktail in your own home. Thanks to some of the best in the business. If you're still flummoxed, I've written a post on everything you need to set up a home bar on alushlifemanual.com. Now you can practice everything you've heard on our Cocktail of the Week. Our Cocktail of the Week doesn't have a name, but it's one I always drink in the summer. In fact, I'm probably drinking it right now. It's one of the best combinations, bourbon and lemonade. Now, lemonade can mean something very different to those living in the USA and those in the UK. For Americans, I mean lemonade. For the Brits, I mean lemon squash without the bubbles. All you need to do is add one and a half ounces of your bourbon to a highball loaded with ice and then top it up with about six ounces of lemonade and garnish with a sprig of mint. If you wanted a tad sweeter, I would make a little honey syrup. That's one part honey to one part water. Heat it just enough for the honey to melt and add as much or as little as you like to your highball and stir. If you want to make it for a picnic, just add one and a half ounces for each person to your jug and then top it up with lemonade. Add ice and you're good to go. You'll find this recipe plus all the cocktails of the week at alushlifemanual.com where you'll find all the links to the ingredients. As I said before, Lush Life is taking a short break, but you can catch up on all the episodes you missed and you can make all of our cocktails of the week while I'm working on bringing you another season of Fabulous Guests. If you live for Lush Life, make sure you're giving back to the bars you love by visiting one now that they're open. The music for Lush Life is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. And Lush Life is always and will be forever produced by Evo Terra and Simpler Media Productions. Which leads me to say the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation, and always drink responsibly and wash your hands and stay safe. Have the best summer you can and see you in the autumn. Until that time, bottoms up.